Stuck on 22, a podcast about the Lehigh Valley. I'm your host, Joe Corcoran. On this week's show, we get a chance to meet Phantoms All-Star Tyson Forster. Tyson will represent the team at the American Hockey League All-Star Classic on February 5th and 6th. We'll also talk with Phantoms assistant Riley Armstrong about Tyson's potential as an NHL player and why the Phantoms struggle so much against the first place Hershey Bears. But first, let's head down to the PPL Center to chat with Tyson Forster. Uh, hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's talk a little bit about how you ended up at the Phantoms, how your whole career started, maybe about the early days. Let's take us back to uh, Canada. How about that? Yeah, so I grew up uh, in a small town just outside of Barrie, uh, Barrie Ontario. Um, uh, I was fortunate enough to be drafted by my hometown team uh, in the, into the OHL. And I mean, I think that kind of helped me out. I had a great coach in Dale Howardchuk to, to start off my rookie year. Um, he helped me a bunch. And, uh, you know, like I said, I was lucky enough to be drafted there, have my friends and family close and be able to come to, I had just so much support through there and my, my family came to all the games there. I had like 20 people come to every game. So, I mean, just having that support system around you is, it gives you more confidence and, and what makes you want to play harder on the ice, obviously. And kind of due to some unfortunate circumstances, you got to go back and play there even after you were drafted. Yeah, I mean, I. Wasn't expecting to go back there, but I, I got injured there uh, last year, and I was lucky enough to go back there, and it was, it was a good chance for me to see my family again after, you know, rehabbing here for like five months. Uh, I mean, I missed the game, I missed my family. It was just kind of a bad time for me, um, but like, yeah, I was lucky enough to go back there, and I was treated well, and I was grateful to see my family again. Awesome, and then you had a chance to play in the under 20s too for Canada. Yeah. Pick like up I, some hardware? Yeah, I mean, that was pretty cool. That's always been a dream of mine since I was a kid growing up in Canada. That's pretty big back there. Um, you know, when I got injured, I was pretty bummed out that I wasn't going to be able to play in it. Um, but uh, when I saw it got canceled, I bet you all those guys were a bit upset. But, I mean, I was pretty happy to see that got canceled, <laughs> knowing that uh, I would get another chance at it. And lucky enough, I was able to go there and uh, was able to win gold. Fantastic. So you were drafted by the Flyers in 2020. Uh, 21st overall 23rd. selection, I think? 23rd overall 23rd. selection. Okay. And how were you, did you have a favorite team you were hoping to go to, or what were your thoughts about the draft? Uh, I mean, it was it was kind of like it was just online. So, I mean, it was still amazing to be drafted, but I kind of wish I got to go to the draft and, and get, like, the jersey and those photos and stuff just for the memories. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're getting drafted at the NHL. I was dreaming about that since I was a little boy, like everyone is that's here. Um, so, I mean, it was pretty cool to get drafted here, and I was excited. Who was your favorite team growing up? Washington. Oh, Washington, the Caps. The Caps, yeah, I was a big Ovechkin fan. Oh, uh, okay, there you go. Now, maybe one day you'll play against him. Yeah, right? hopefully, exactly. <laughs> okay, so then you're drafted um, by the Flyers, come here to the Phantoms, and first night out, a little bit of an injury problem, huh? Yeah, first game, I think I was just starting to get my legs into it. Uh, I mean, there was like two minutes left in the third. It was 2-1 Hershey. I remember it exactly. The puck came up the wall to me, and uh, some guy lost his edge and just slid into my knee. And um, I mean, I injured my knee, and I was out for six months, or six weeks, sorry. And, uh, you know, I was kind of a bummer just knowing because, I mean, I wanted to play for these guys. I was new to them. It was the first game, and I just wanted to play for these guys, and I wasn't able to do that. But... I came back and I think I finished strong in the year um, and I had a great, great, a lot of fun that year. I was lucky enough to play hockey. A lot of guys back home weren't able to play. Awesome. So tell me about then the rehab process. It's tough. You got to go through that whole thing. 
And then when you first come back out on the ice again, do you, are you a little apprehensive? Uh, yeah, that year I, I was. I mean, I had to wear a knee brace uh, under my gear, so that was new to me, and I didn't really like it at first. But uh, after the first couple of games, I got used to it, and I, I started feeling like myself again and playing with more confidence. And I think confidence is my game in my game is pretty key. Perfect. So then coming into this year, uh, the Flyers have a new coach at the top level. Um, there's some kind of changing expectations, I think, in the organization for what they want to do and what the coaching staff wants to do. So how does that change kind of your outlook on, um, you know, where you might fit in someday with this team? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously good to have a new coach come in there. Um, just new face, new, new get to see how I play. And uh, I mean, I, with him, you just got to play hard, I feel like. Um, he, he wants an honest effort every time you're on the ice, and I feel like I bring that to the table. So, I mean, hopefully if I get a chance to go up there this year or next year, I can, I can show him that, and then uh, hopefully I can stay. Okay. So you just recently turned 21. You're a first-round pick. A lot of people in Philadelphia starting to get a little bit excited about what you're doing here with the Phantoms. Uh, Friday night's game, two goals, a nice win over Wilkes-Barre. And then the next night, you end up with a not so great result against Hershey again. What is it about the Bears? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's anything uh, special that they're doing. I think it's us. I feel like um, they always get out to an early lead against us, and I feel like we just uh, we kind of shut down. So I mean, um, we got to play them harder, um, play their game, play play our game, play against them better, and just get pucks deep. You know, hit the hit them like they hit us and. You know, if we, I feel like if we get off to a better start, um, we should be able to come out on top against them. You don't think it's anything with their particular style of play? It's just a, is it a mental block? Uh, right now, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's in, they're in our heads a bit. But, uh, you know, we just need a hot start, like I said, and I think we'll be fine. We're a great team in here, and we all believe in each other. So, What are the things you think you need to work on most here at Lehigh Valley in order to get that call up and in order to, to be a, a top NHL player? Uh, I think my defensive end, my D zone coverage and, and just blocking shots and playing harder. Um, I know Torts likes all those things and, and just hitting guys and winning all my battles. And, and hopefully if they see that I'm winning all my battles and doing all the little things right, I can get the call. And as you kind of start to gain more confidence here at this level, how does that affect your mindset? I mean, from the, the time you were drafted, the first game you came out, you just wanted to make a good showing to what you expect to do on the ice every night now. Um, yeah, I mean, the first couple games I was here uh, this year, I felt a little bit off because, uh, you know, I missed a lot of time last year. But this year, I know, I mean, I can get the call anytime now. I mean, I just got to keep playing my game. And that's what's in the back of my mind, really, is hopefully I can get the call up and, and fulfill my dream. Coach Armstrong has talked with us before about, uh, and, and it amazes me, the schedule that you guys have in the AHL and the back-to-back -back games with the travel and you know sometimes three games and four nights and things like that. You're not going to see that at the next level probably, you know. So uh, you know, pandemic barring. Um, but how does that? How do you get yourself up for every game? I mean, what what do you go through? Uh, I mean, a lot of sleep. We got to get our rest and uh, just taking care of your body, really. I mean, there's cold tubs back there. We have a sweet facility back here. And, uh, you know, just be, re 
get your body ready for every game. Once your body's ready, your mind will be ready, and then you just got to go out there and play, really. I mean, if you love the game enough, you always want to be on the ice. Um, you never want to not play a game, so it's, it's pretty easy to get up. Yeah, Riley said that in the past that uh, a lot of the guys at this level, when they first come here, it takes them a while to adjust to being a professional, that you got to watch what you eat, you got to get your sleep, you got to get your workout in, and that some guys think they can just coast maybe like they do at a lower level where talent just carried them through. You, you kind of relate to that at all? Yeah, for sure. I mean, everybody here is pretty much all the same. Um, there's just a couple guys that are, you know, a lot stronger than others, but I mean, really, it's all about work ethic here. I mean, if you put the work in, I feel like good things will follow, and I feel like that's what I've been doing these last couple months. And the bus trips, uh, last week Cal O'Reilly was on the show, told us that there's usually some pretty good competition going on on, on the bus with games and things like that. Uh, what's your favorite part of being on the road with these guys? Uh, just being able to go out for dinner with them after when we get there a day early or, or something like that, just going out with them day before the game and, you know, hanging with them, bonding with them. I mean, like I said, we're all pretty close and we all believe in each other. So, I mean, I think we got a, a great team and we're looking forward to later in the year. Okay, looking ahead to the rest of this season, middle of the pack right now in the conference, in the division, I should say, and it's really close. I mean, there's two points separating fourth place where the Phantoms are now from last place, um, and that's uh, Hartford. Um, Bridgeport beat Hershey the other night. I mean, there's just a, it's a topsy-turvy, real close division. Uh, what do you think the Phantoms have to do to make the playoffs? Uh, I think we just got to come and play a full 60 every night. Um, you know, the last couple games we've, we've had some good showings and uh, we, I feel like we've just been inconsistent. Um, so, I mean, if we keep our consistency up, I think we're, we're the best team in our division and, and we, can, we can show that if we just streak a couple games together and everybody gets their confidence up, everybody's rolling. I mean, we have a great four, four lines and, you know, we, I feel like we have a great team. Tyson Forster, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Back on Stuck on 22, Riley Armstrong, our guest again this week. Riley, a mixed week but 0-2 against the Bears. We talked about this last week. Uh, you said, what, 0-7 now on the season against Hershey? Yeah. Um, is it the brown and white uniforms? <laughs> is it the smell of chocolate? What is it? I don't know. I don't know. I do like going to Hershey, though, because they always give us uh, little candy bars in the coach's room, uh, uh -huh. so it's always pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Um, you know, it's something that we've been looking at here on ways that we could beat them. Um, just last uh, yesterday, um, Bridgeport beat them 2-0. So yep. looking at some stuff that uh, Bridgeport did against them. And we have them two more games here out of our next three going into the All-Star break. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, find the confidence or find something that works against them to, to beat them and kind of build off that since we have them so much here in the final half of the season. I asked Tyson a few minutes ago, is it their style of play? Is it mental? What is it at this point? He said he thinks it's mental. Yeah, um, you know, there's nothing that, you know, there, there's no hockey team out there that is uh, reinventing the game or, you know, making these big changes that we can't do. And, you know, I think when it comes down to it, Tyson is right. It's uh, something, it's just like a, a, a mental block that we have where we can't either show up against them because we play against other good teams in, in, in the league with Providence and uh, the Toronto Marlies and those types of teams. And, you know, we, we beat them and we do well against them. And then it's just something against uh, Hershey where 
uh, we just got to get over that hump and uh, find find a way to win and find a way to beat them to gain that confidence that we know we can beat them. So again, uh, the Phantoms fourth in the division at this point, but everybody's within a couple a couple points of each other between there and the bottom of the league. Um, and I, you mentioned about Bridgeport beating Hershey yesterday, meaning last Sunday, the 30th or 29th. Um, Friday night, the Phantoms beat Wilkes-Barre. Um, Saturday night, Wilkes-Barre beat Bridgeport, and Sunday, Bridgeport beat Hershey. Therefore, <laughs> it's still the same as it was a week ago. Yeah, and that's that's the crazy thing. Um, on the games that you think that uh, you know we're going to gain some ground, you go and look at the scores, and then Hartford beat somebody, and Bridgeport won, and good good thing we won because if not, we would be dropping in the standings and. And the, the thing is about going into every single game is any team can win on any given night. If you look at our division and the other three divisions in the league, a lot of our, our division, every team is above 500. And when you look at the other divisions, you have teams that are already out and they're mm -hmm. done and the playoff pitcher isn't even in their, their near future. Um, and I think that's what makes uh, every game so interesting when we play is that every game's a playoff game right now. You know, we're all jockeying for those uh, those spots. And um, I believe for the most part in our next uh, 30 games, they're all within our division. Maybe one or two are outside of the division. So, you know, there are a bunch of four point games. And, um, you know, if we can find a way to beat uh, Hershey, like we touched on and a couple other teams that we have uh, maybe 500 records against, uh, you know, I think uh, we, we kind of control our own destiny when it comes to the playoff pitcher. You have the February schedule here in front of me. It is all in conference, in division, I should say, for uh, the month of February, including two big back-to-back -back games in Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's – and that, and that's what it comes down to is, uh, you know, um, each each game we, we show up for, and we, we, we did have a meeting uh, just this morning about, you know, already starting to have that playoff mindset going into games since that's what we're going to be in here for the next uh, two months. Um, you know, and I think once we kind of figure that out and we play with that intensity and that motivation, um, you know, I, uh, ho hopefully we kind of uh, rise rise above it here and find find a way to kind of go on a little run. Just like you touched on there, they're all going to be pretty tight games. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I, I would rather control our destiny by winning the games that we're playing instead of looking at other teams and hoping that they lose. Um, you know, it kind of puts us in a bad spot if we're, if we're if we're looking at that scenario. So this week, Hershey here at home Wednesday night, Providence in second place in the division on Friday night, and then at Hershey on Saturday night. For those fans looking for a good road trip, it's hard to beat a trip to Hershey, right? <laughs> it is. You got the Hershey Park right there and everything like that. It's pretty cool to actually go in there and play. And I know I touched on um, the little chocolate bars in the coaches' room and stuff like that, but um, they they. They do well, just like we do here with our fans and stuff like that. And they, they always have good crowds there. And I think the rivalry between us and them and also with Wilkes-Barre and, um, you know, for the guy, for the people that came out Friday, uh, really good crowd at that game. And so it's always fun, I think, for the visiting team, too, when you're playing in front of five or 6,000 fans each night. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to be out there playing and in, in, in that type of at atmosphere uh, within the building. It's, it's always more fun for the fans when there's something on the line. I was at the game Friday night. Uh, there were a lot of Penguins fans there. A lot of people wearing their <laughs> black and gold, and they took a beating. 
They did. Uh, after after uh, a four nothing lead, it was uh, you know kind of academic the the conclusion, but uh, but it, it was a great atmosphere and the fans were having a great time. Yeah, I felt um, I felt the jerseys, the promotion night that we had with the whiteout was pretty cool. Um, I think they're going to do it three or four more times towards the end of the year. Um, you know, I think those Penguin fans kind of stood out like uh, sore thumbs a they little did. bit because of the black and every all the guys were in white. So. Um, but no, I, I, I felt that was awesome. The guys were fired up. It's always weird, I think, for, you know, for me behind the bench looking at the white jerseys and the white pants yeah. and the gloves and stuff. It was so, different to see. Yeah, um, but no, I, I, thought it, I, th I thought it was pretty cool. It uh, turned out to be a great uh, night, and, you know, we came out with the two points and a big win. Fantastic. Um, we were talking with Tyson Forster earlier. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about Tyson. What do you think he needs to work on most in order to be a good player at the next level? Um, well, he, he can he can certainly rep a puck. His skating has improved. He's turning into a little bit more of a grinder, which you need at that next level. And I think, I think it's um, what he needs to do is have consistency throughout his game. Um, you know, for example, he has two goals against Wilkes-Barre on Friday and then on Saturday against Hershey he forgets to show up and I think those are the the games where at the next level um, you can't have a night off um, if not you're just going to be right back here mm -hmm. so I think it's for him is finding that consistency on showing up in those big games um, playing against uh, bigger defensemen like you're going to get at the next level uh, guys that are going to be checking him a lot harder and a lot tighter. Uh, and I think he needs to find a way to create offensive, because he is an offensive guy, create offensive chances when he's being checked a little bit tighter compared to maybe playing against a weaker team or weaker defenseman um, where he has that time and space to make the plays. Um, so I think that's something that he's still young, um, you know, 21, 22. Just turned 21. Just turned 21, so he's still really young, and yeah. he's still finding it. And, and uh, you know, he has, he'll figure out that game as the season kind of rolls along here, especially when we get into the final half and teams are going to be playing playoff hockey. So we'll kind of see how his game grows uh, in this next to that stretch. Level. Exactly. Yeah. That's that. That's exactly it. And I've talked to him a couple times about that, and hopefully he starts to grasp it and kind of figure it out. And uh, you know, you, you can't really teach that. It's more of him playing and being in those situations that he's going to develop and start to kind of figure out where, what he needs to do or where he needs to be on the ice to, to generate those areas. But I think for the most part, he has been playing a pretty solid game for most of the year on both sides of the puck. And, um, you know, he's, he's definitely been our, our guy that we've looked forward to, to scoring. And, uh, you know, he's getting a good pat on the back going to the All-Star game as well. So it's, uh, he's been having a great year. Some of the Flyers fan sites are saying, hey, you know, it's time to see him up with the Flyers. Is he a guy that's really going to benefit long term from spending the entire year here and working on his skills? Yeah, I, I, I really do think I know each player they want to get called up. That's why you're sure. playing the game. Um, I think for him in the long run, um, showing that he can score 25 or 30 goals in the American Hockey League is going to benefit him into, you know, ne next next year at training camp, it's going to benefit him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, showing everyone that he can score goals at this level and, you know, hopefully it translates to the next level. But I think for him just going up, playing five games and then coming back down, um, I think it's going to be benefit him more staying here, getting the ice time, playing the minutes, the big minutes. And... Uh, continuing to create that confidence that 
you know, he's, he's a goal scorer and a point guy. Is he at that stage where he could go to training camp next year and win a spot? I, I think so. Um, and I, but I, I think if he stays here the full year, it puts him in a better spot to be able to do that. Um, but that's something that uh, Tyson's going to have to kind of grab a hold of. And, and it's, it's hard for a player to see the big picture. Um, and they're always like near nearsighted on what's you know coming tomorrow instead of looking at you know what's it going to be like two or three four or five years down the road, mm-hmm. and um, you know I think it I think it's there for him. I think he just has to stay patient and and kind of stick the course of what they're doing with him. You told me a story one time about um, the sign that used to be in the Phantoms locker room at the Spectrum when they were you know, located in Philadelphia and the sign that was across the street. Uh, what would you tell us about that? Yeah, I think uh, I, I believe the old spectrum across the parking lot from the Wells Fargo Center or what was I don't know what it was, it was called the before. First Union the Center. First then, Union Center. Yeah. And it said something like uh, 80 steps to the NHL. And it was just walking across the parking lot into the Flyers rink. So, um, you know, we don't have anything like that, but realistically, more and more AHL teams are getting closer to their NHL teams, and it's just a short drive. There's more call-ups, uh, I think, with the tight salary cap as well. Um, teams are having a hard time, you know, even making trades, it, it feels like sometimes, um, in bringing guys in, but it allows players with lower money contracts to be able to get called up, and having those teams closer, uh, like we are to Philly, um, you know, even Hershey to Washington. Um, when you look at that, it's it's so close just for a guy to get called up, quick little short hour drive, um, and and they're there and they can play that night. So um, I always feel it's it's pretty cool. I think the Marlies have something like that with the Leafs in Toronto. Um, so I think it's awesome for the guys. When I, when I was playing, I was in Worcester and we're affiliated with uh, San Jose. <laughs> And it was a six-hour flight across the country to get called up. So it's a little bit, uh, it was a little tough uh, during those times uh, on players going up and down like it is now. You see a lot of those transactions just during the day. Okay, so this week, big week for the Phantoms, playoff hopes. Uh, Big week for these guys trying to develop. Any final thoughts? Um, You know, hopefully we just uh, go into the All-Star break as kind of the midway point here in these final three games against some two pretty good teams with Hershey and Providence and we end off on a good note and have three or four days off where the guys can kind of kick back, relax, um, except for Tyson, who's going to be representing us at the All-Star game. And then we come back after the break and, you know, get a little reboot and, and have a good second half here for us. Thanks to Tyson Forster and Coach Armstrong, and we'll look forward to catching up with them again in a few weeks after the AHL All-Star Classic and as we get ready for the stretch run for the Phantoms and the rest of the American Hockey League. Stuck on 22, a podcast about the Lehigh Valley, is available on most major streaming platforms or through our Facebook or Twitter links. Please subscribe or like our podcast on your favorite platform and leave a comment or question if you'd like. I'm your host, Joe Corcoran. Thanks for listening.